Thank you for joining us here in our study on the authority of the Bible. Is the Bible the Word of God? Is it reliable? When did God first begin to speak? Well, according to the book of Genesis, which Jesus regarded as divine revelation, God spoke directly to Adam and Eve. The account is written in Genesis chapter 2, beginning with verse 15. Then the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to cultivate it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat from it you shall surely die. Where did all this take place? In the country of Iraq. In southern Iraq, we know the location, the precise location of the Garden of Eden. It's where four rivers came together, the Tigris and the Euphrates and two others mentioned in Genesis chapter 2. They are the Pishon and the Gihon. Not long ago, those riverbeds, ancient as they were, were discovered by an archaeologist. So we now can pinpoint the exact location of the Garden of Eden. But it's all desert now. I was there not too many months ago in the wastelands near the city of Ur of the Chaldees, Abraham's hometown. There's hardly a tree growing there today. But it was the place where God first put man and he spoke to them, and he was precise in what he said. He told them they could eat of everything except one tree, and they understood what he said. That was important that they understood, because if they were to be accountable to God, the message had to be clear. And we read in chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, that they did confirm that they understood what God had said. In chapter 3 of Genesis, verse 1, it tells about the serpent, who was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat. But from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat from it, nor touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said to the woman, You surely shall not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. They disobeyed what? They disobeyed the word of God. God had spoken, but they didn't take it seriously. They listened to another voice. This was sin. And sin is related to God's revelation. Now, if this story is true, then it is all important for us today because God has spoken. If the story is a myth, 
from where did sin come? If the story is not true, then neither is sin real. If there's no sin, then we don't need a savior from sin. But Jesus said there is sin, and men would die in their sins if they did not recognize who he was. He said he came to save sinners. Did Jesus believe this story as fantastic as it sounds? He did. And he even named the one who tempted them. He called him the devil. He was the one who was a liar from the beginning and also a murderer from the beginning. He's the one who instigated the first murder. It was one of the sons of Adam and Eve who killed his brother. God had spoken. That was special revelation. Now we read earlier in the week that all men have received a general revelation. It's written in Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows his handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. That's general revelation through what God has created in the heavens. But the Bible tells us that God has given special revelation. He gave it to Adam and Eve, and he gave it to Noah. In Genesis chapter 6, God spoke to Noah. He saw that the wickedness of men was great on the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continuously. And the Lord said, I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, from man to animals to creeping things and to birds of the sky, for I am sorry that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord said to Noah, The end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. And behold, I am about to destroy them with the earth. Make for yourself an ark of gopher wood. You shall make the ark with rooms and shall cover it inside and out with pitch. And then God told them the size of that ark. And he told them to make a window for the ark and how to finish it. And then he said, I, even I, am bringing the flood of water upon the earth to destroy all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you shall enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. And of every living thing of all flesh you shall bring two of every kind into the ark to keep them alive with you. They shall be male and female. And the text tells us in Genesis 6 that Noah did, according to all that God had commanded him, so he did. Here's a special revelation given to a godly man thousands of years ago. In this sophisticated and educated world of ours, not many people believe this story. The question is, did Jesus believe this story? Can we trust him? Yes, we can. He proved he was trustworthy because God was with him. All the signs that he did attested to who he was. 
Well, what did Jesus believe about that Adam and Eve story? Well, he talked about the first man and the first woman and how God had brought them together. And he talked about marriage based on Adam and Eve. What about the apostles? Did they believe that story? They certainly did, and so did all the Jews, because these were sacred scriptures. This particular scripture came from the hand of Moses. God inspired Moses the prophet to write these things, which happened long before Moses lived. Not only did the apostle Paul believe the, the Genesis record, but he also teaches Christians about the church and teaching in the church based on this very story. And he talks about these two people, Adam and Eve. He names them. And he tells us that Adam was not deceived, but Eve was in the transgression. She was deceived. Well, God made another revelation of himself. He spoke to Abraham and said, I will make you a great nation and I will bless you. He told Abraham that all people on earth will be blessed through you. That's in Genesis chapter 12. And then in Genesis chapter 15, he spoke to Abraham again. And he told him this, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed four hundred years. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve, and afterward they will come out with many possessions. And as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. Then, in the fourth generation, they shall return here. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. That was the revelation of God to Abraham. And he made a covenant with Abraham here in Genesis chapter 15 that God would give him a son. That was an impossible promise because Abraham was an old man and Sarah was childless and not only that, but she was past the age of bearing children. But God made the promise. With God, all things are possible. And Abraham believed God. And God looked down at Abraham, almost amazed, and said, I have found a man who believes me. And the scripture tells us in Genesis 15:6 that God declared Abraham right in his sight forever. It says, Abraham believed the Lord, and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. As for what God promised Abraham regarding his descendants, did it come to pass? Were they slaves for 400 years in a foreign land? Yes, they were. It was literal fulfillment of prophecy, and after 400 years, God raised up Moses as their leader to bring them out of Egypt into the promised land of Canaan. Now to Moses he made a revelation also in Exodus chapter 19 verse 5. He said, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenants, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. You will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. And then we read in Exodus chapter 19, verse 9, that the Lord said to Moses, 
Behold, I shall come to you in a thick cloud, in order that the people may hear when I speak with you, and may also believe in you forever. Then Moses told the words of the people to the Lord. The Lord also said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow, and let them wash their garments and let them be ready for the third day. For on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the midst of all the people. This written record tells us that God not only spoke to Moses, but that he wanted to reveal himself to all the people of Israel. He wanted to speak words to them. We know those words as the law of Moses. It came from God. Did Jesus believe that God had spoken to Moses? We're going to discuss that in a subsequent program. But our time is up today. Did you know that the Apostle Paul told people in his day that if they were working to get to heaven, they were on the wrong road? Yes, he said it. Romans 4, 5, But to him who works not, but believes him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. You can learn more about faith and more about the right way to God by writing for our free booklet called Heaven's Password. Until tomorrow, this is Nick Calavota reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.